Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. Amen. And Brother, Brother Buster Gladman has been connected to our church uh, for many years. But about Was it three or four years ago? Three years ago, he came back to the Lord. God did a mighty work in his life on a Sunday evening at his house. And uh, I'm sure he'll tell you about his testimony today. But I just felt for him to come and share what God has put in his heart. And we want him, and I want you to welcome him to the pulpit today. Amen. As he comes to share what God's put in his spirit. We love you. He works. He works diligently to support his family. He works very hard to support his family. And recently he's been working like six days a week. And, and uh, But when he did have a day off, he was out in the streets knocking doors and witnessing people. And he said, there's just one thing I want. I want God to do. I want God to save a soul. And he can't talk about it without crying. And he's passionate about the Lord. And aren't we glad for what the Lord has done in his life? Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for it. Praise the Lord, church. What a privilege and an honor to be standing here today in front of you. To bring you what God has given me for today, I believe. I do not take this lightly. And I hope that through the words and through the power of God, I can help somebody today what they're going through. Mm, such a sweet presence I feel in this place. Pastor, I thank you for this opportunity. I always said I would never be up here, but when you're submitted to the man of God and to God, things change. So I thank you to the leadership of this church and to the, all the saints. Um, it's great people. I love you. Thank you. And my text is going to be from Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. And I thank my wife this morning. For never giving up on me. When I didn't deserve to be loved, she still loved me. So I think. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he spent the multitudes away, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening came, was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, Be, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. 
And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee onto the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. I would like to speak to you just for a few moments on the subject of where do you look during the storm? Where do you look when things are trouble is all around you and you can't see your way out? Where do you look? Let's sit, let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity, God, to speak to your people. Pray that God your anointing would be on me. And that the hearts and the minds would be open to receive your word, God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. I started reading this and I started searching and studying. And when Peter asked Jesus to bid him to come out into the storm, onto the water. Jesus said, come. Peter would momentarily be transformed from victim to victor of his situation of the storm that was around him. With Jesus, not by himself, but through Jesus. But when Peter focused on the problem, he took his eyes off of the protector. He was focused and then he lost focus of where his help was coming from and began to sink. As Peter was looking down, he began to sink into the storm with all the waves bashed around him, the ship on one side, the waves all around him. And as he was starting to sink, I sat and pondered in my mind, where did he have to look? If Jesus was on top of the water and Peter was sinking and everything around him was blocking his view, where did he have to look? Up. To the one who could help him. So powerful when I read that. And Matthew 14, 31 says, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him immediately. I was talking to pastor. I don't know the weight of the men back then, but in my mind, I wondered how fast would he have been sinking? In my mind, I pictured pretty rapid, pretty rapid. So it was, it was a life or death situation, but he knew where to focus his eyes on the one who can calm the storm the one who actually created the water that he was standing on. You know, it's powerful when you read it. It's so powerful. 
And in the midst of what seemed to be an impossible storm or situation in our lives is the same outstretched hand of God that was nailed to a cross. And even while God was hanging on the cross with the same hand that would reach down for Peter, he was reaching for people while he was dying on the cross for you and for me. And that is so powerful to me. So powerful. His arms were still outstretched, reaching on the cross. So powerful. And with arms wide open, he died for you and me. And I'm here to tell you as a witness, I will tell my testimony, but there is not a trial. There's no storm or situation that God cannot bring you out of. I don't know if you're here. I don't know if you're here as maybe a last resort thinking, God, I, I don't feel you. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know where else to turn. But I'm telling you, God's word does not lie. He is truth. He is grateful. He is merciful. If it wasn't for mercy, I, wouldn't, I would probably be either locked up or I would probably be dead. Just to be honest with you. So I thank, thank God for the hand um, that would reach down for me. And I want to share my testimony with you. Um, I'll try to make it short and not cry a lot, but it's, it's so powerful still three years later. Um, I grew up in this church. Um, my grandmother was one of the founding people um, of the prayer meeting that founded this church. And uh, my mother actually was not in church until I was born. She wasn't expecting me. Um, she kept telling the doctor that there was something wrong with her. And he said, well, in nine months, you won't have to worry about that. So, um, But she told me as I got older that I was her angel. And that God had sent me to her. And from the time I was born, she... She uh, got in church with them. The ladies invited her to church. And she went and got baptized and was filled with the Holy Ghost. And taught me so many things so powerful in faith and prayer. Um, but I grew up in the church and played drums in the church for years. And one, one day my buddy said, May, once you, you always go to church. Why don't you just come and hang out with us just one time? You know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Let's, let's just go have a little fun. And that one time led to 17 years of drinking alcohol, of not praying, not seeking the face of God, not even really, to be honest, worried about the church. And, and uh, it was a really rough time in my life. It was a storm that lasted 17 years. And uh, I went out and would play the bars. I would take money with me. And... I would play the bars just so I could have money to buy more whiskey before I left. Um, I started to realize that my friends in the world who were family to me, blood relatives, didn't really care because they would say, hey man, are you okay to drive? Are you, you okay to drive home? Yeah, I'm good. After drinking 
two or three hours before the show and then four hours during the show. And uh, they would let me drive home. There's been several times that um, I don't remember pulling in the driveway. I remember waking up with my legs hanging out of the truck, my drums in the back scattered everywhere, um, and wondering, God, how did I get home? Not one time, I'm not boasting, this is just the mercy of God. But not one time in all those years did I ever get pulled over. I should have, absolutely, I should have went to prison, I'm sure. Um, never, never killed anybody, never went across and, and uh, damaged a car or, you know, a house. Or, that's amazing to me. That's the mercy of God. And the thing that really touches me the most is while I was doing all that, I was making that money to buy that whiskey with the talent that God had given me. That's a dangerous place now that I look back. But do you know, he never took that talent from me. He never said, you know what, you're not doing my will anymore. It's been long enough. Um, I'm just going to take that from you and give it to somebody who's going to serve me. He never did that. He was faithful to me for 17 years. And as time went on, um, it got worse. And thank God for this man of God right here who said, Brother Gladman, if do, do me a favor. Promise me you'll come. Just on Sunday morning, you can wear what you want to wear. I had a beard halfway down my chest. Um, he said, just come. And I believe with all my heart that you knew that if you could get me in the house of God, that God would start to work on me. And he did, and I thank you, Pastor. So I did all that for, I drove and played with so many bands and uh, smoked two, two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. I started out just drinking a pint of whiskey at a time, and then it moved to a fifth. And then I could drink a liter, which is a fifth and a pint, and still get in my car and drive to go get the next one. So what I'm about to tell you was completely a miracle of God and his mercy and his outstretched hand during my storm of 17 years. So it was a Sunday night, uh, come to church Sunday morning, and I always forget to tell this part, but the whole time that I was doing that, of whether it would be flesh or the devil saying, you know what, I would come here on Sunday morning, feel the power of God like we feel today, and I would go home and go out to the old barn and get some music on, and a voice would come and say, do you really think after all this time, you've already tried to live for God. Do you really think that you're going to be able to do it again? You've already failed. And every time I would come here and every time I would have a word or a thought from the Lord, a voice would shoot it down. And I say, you know what? You're probably right. But as I mentioned, God has power over storms. He has power over situations. He has power over addiction. No matter how many years, whether it be a year, whether it be 10 years. And I'm living proof standing here today of the power of what God can do. So on a Sunday night, Sister Ferris always told me that I told her, I said, if I ever show up to the Anchor Church on a Sunday night, just tell the preacher to get out of the way 
stop the singers because I'm going to walk through the door and I'm coming straight up to the altar. And she said, well, you're prophesying your own future. And I thought, yeah, that's, well, let me tell you, August the 5th of 2018 was a Sunday night. It wasn't in a church at an altar. I was doing my normal routine and had drunk a fifth and had started on a pint. You know, it's just to get warmed up. And uh, all of a sudden, it was during, it would have been during church service here. All of a sudden, I changed the music and I put on How Great Thou Art. I was completely, I guess, drunk, not to put it too blunt, out of my mind. And I put on How Great Thou Art. And as, and as it played, the Spirit of God came in there. And then it's just an old horse barn. It, didn't, it wasn't here. It, I was by myself, and the presence of God came down on a Sunday night. And uh, I sent Pastor a message, actually, and said, I'm ready. He could have he went out to eat first and then come down. Maybe the spirit would have been, been lifted, but he didn't. He cares so much for people and has the heart of God that he came right after service. He said, Brother Gladman, how do you feel? And I said, I feel like I've been rained on. And I kind of failed to mention this too, but I think I need to today. I was in an old, old chair, concrete floor, when he asked me that. And I said, if I feel that I've been rained on. A complete circle around my chair was the floor was soaking wet inside and the rest of the floor was completely dry and in my darkest hour in my darkest storm God came to me and here's the best part pastor laid his hands put his hand on my head and mentioned and prayed a prayer instantly started speaking in tongues I was restored right then and there but the alcohol that was in my system was gone when I stood up after we had prayed for a while when I stood up and went to walk to the house I was completely sober you tell me how that can happen besides the power of God instantly Immediately, as the scripture said, immediately. And uh, just such a powerful night. I went in and, and he said, let's go tell Tammy. And I went in the house. And all I could do was fall to my face. And speak in tongues for... I think it was like one o'clock when I finally come, come to. And the first thing I went in, I did, I grabbed the clippers and I shaved my beard because I knew that that night had changed my life. And if I was to be changed forever, I have to get rid of, I have to cut some things off, if you will. I have to cut friends off. I started taking friends out of the contact on my phone that I knew would try to get a hold of me. And for a year, they did. Um, they said, hey man, you don't have to drink. Just, just come and play drums for us. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because of all my years of playing in the bars, I've seen 
people start to live the lifestyle of the lyrics that they were singing. I watched it unfold in front of me. But I'm so thankful that God has put me here today and I, and I hope that I can help you today um, with the words and with my testimony. What a powerful night. What a powerful God. So powerful. So, my next scripture will be 1 Samuel 12 and 22. And when I was putting this together through COVID and everything, I had a lot of time to study. And after reading the story here, my mind went straight to this scripture. Um, If there's any doubt on whether God can do this for you, or wants to do this for you, I hope that this clears you. This is God's word, so I hope this, is, this will clear it up for you. And it says, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. For his name, not ours. For the Lord's name. Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. So if there was any doubt, you know, I don't know if God really cares. I've been, let me tell you what, he does. He's waiting on you to come to him. He's waiting. I know it's it's the hardest step that you'll ever make, but it's one of the greatest you will ever make in your life. So when you're going through a, a storm or a trial that seems impossible to get through or past, just remember that God is still in control. He is still in control. We don't have nothing to worry about if you believe his word. So when we look to the Lord during our trials and call out to him, he will stretch his hand out immediately, as the Bible said, to help us. I believe that if you're truly sincere and you want to change, God's not going to make you wait. He's going to meet you right here. I promise you. So that's all I have today. But I want to leave you with this question. When things aren't going right. Maybe, maybe you're a sinner. Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe you're a saint going through a storm. But when things are not going right, I ask you this question. Where do you look during your storm? Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just remain standing. I think we ought to give God praise for that testimony, the power of the gospel. I was there that night. I was there that night when I looked down on the floor and the floor was wet only around him. It looked like it had literally rained around him. The rest of the floor was dry. It's almost like Gideon with the fleece that was wet and everything around it was dry. God visited him at the moment, amen, where he needed him. God will visit you. You don't, listen, he'll come to where you are. I said, he'll come to where you are. He'll come to your storm. He's that, he's as close as the mere mention of his name. I watched him repent. 
I watched him fall on his knees and call on the name of the Lord that day in repentance, tears dripping out of his eyes. I watched God sober him up from a drunken stupor. And I watched you grab the cigarettes that day in water. You said, I don't need it anymore. I watched you grab that pint of liquor and you dumped it out in the ashes. You said, I don't need it anymore. You knew that God had delivered you. And that's over three years ago and he's still free for whom the son is set free is free. Indeed. I, I say to this congregation that when I look at the story that he read, Something stuck out to me that I've never seen before. And it is when they were in fear and they were in a storm. The Bible says, Jesus said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Storms, when they come, will bring fear to your life. When storms come, fear will come to you. How many know that is very true? How many have ever been in a storm? You've been in a crisis. You're worried about things around you, people around you. Fear comes with storms. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. What he was saying this, when fear starts setting in, I need to hear your voice. When fear starts coming around me, I just need to hear the voice of the Lord. Why? Because uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Can I tell you, you can go from fear to faith on one statement from the voice of God. And you know what? And God said, come. And when he heard the voice of God, he said, I'm going to that voice because faith comes by the word of God. I hear God saying to somebody right now, come. I hear God calling somebody, come. I hear the voice of God saying to you, come. His voice will always bring faith. Somebody shout the voice of the Lord. Aren't you glad God still speaks? I hear God saying, come. Amen, amen. Ye who are weary, come. Ye who are athirst, come. And whomsoever will, let him taste of the water of life freely. Somebody shout from fear to faith. Shout it again, fear to faith. How do you go from fear to faith? I'm gonna tell you how. The voice of God and the voice of the Lord is in this room right now. If you are in a storm, your family is in a storm, there's been a crisis in your life, there's only thing you have to do is obey what the preacher said. Where are you gonna look? In the midst of a storm. I'm gonna look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. Amen. He declares the end from the beginning. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's not wanting your demise. He's wanting you to find victory today. Oh, clap your hands, everybody, and praise him because there's power in responding to his word. How many have felt the word of the Lord or heard the word of the Lord in this building today? If you are in a storm, you are in a storm of life. I hear the voice say, come. I hear that today. If you're going through a crisis, come. You feel like the boat that you're living in is about to sink. I hear God saying, come. Isn't it amazing when fear sets in, you can't see when God is passing by? They thought it was a spirit because fear always blurs the eyes of the promises. 
It always makes you magnify the problem. But I'm telling you right now, if you would lift your eyes to the hills, the psalmist said, lift your eyes to the hills which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. I hear one word right now, Brother Gladman, that's come. If you're in a storm and you're ready to come out of that storm, maybe you're in a storm because somebody else is in the boat that's about to sink. I'd say get out of your seat and come to this altar. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, I need your help. I wonder who's gonna run to this altar right now and say, I'm coming out of the storm. Come on, is there somebody in the building that says I'm coming out of the storm? I'm not waiting on anybody. Come on, Simon Peter didn't wait on the 11 disciples get out of the boat when he just said, I'm going. I'm going to the word. I'm gonna respond to God's word. He said, come and I'm coming. Come on, that's it, all over the building. I want some people that know how to pray to help me pray with these people. Come on, I want some people to know how to pray with people to come and pray. I want you to begin to call on the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I call upon you. Come on, all the preachers and intercessors, come up here and pray with pastor. We call upon your name. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my mind. I need you in my spirit. Oh God, I need you right now. Come on, the arm of God is reaching you. He's not done with your situation. There is power in what he's doing in your life. He said, come. I'm gonna pray somebody out of a trial. I'm gonna pray my brother's out of, a, out of a storm right now. Hallelujah. He's about to calm the storm. He's about to calm the situation. He's about to calm the thing that's been troubling you. The thing that's been trying to destroy you, he is gonna calm it. He's gonna remove it out of your life. That's what he's gonna do because now you've got faith. You got faith to move out of the storm into the arms of God. He's gonna protect you. Come on, if you've got children in trouble right now, I would run up to this altar. If you've got family members in trouble right now, they're in a storm, I would run to this altar. I hear the voice of God saying, come, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.